The, very, the last four psukim in the Parsha Mishpatim are Moshe went up onto the mountain and the cloud covered the mountain and Hashem dwelled the, the glory of Hashem dwelled on the Mount Har Sinai and it, the cloud covered the mountain for six days and, and uh, he called out to Moshe on the seventh day from within the cloud and the, the vision of the glory of Hashem was like a, a fire that consumed at the top of the mountain before the eyes of all the Jewish people and Moshe went into the cloud and he went up, on, he went up onto the mountain and Moshe was on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights so Rashi quotes from the last passage the words Besoycha um, onan into the mountain into the cloud he says, Onon Zed, this cloud was like smoke, Kemin Oshon, like smoke. Um, and Hashem made for Moshe a path through the cloud. That's what Rashi says. So we have to understand about this Rashi. Everywhere in the Torah, the word Onon means a cloud, it doesn't mean smoke. So why over here, all of a sudden, does Rashi say that it means a cloud, that it means smoke? In fact, why does Rashi need to explain anything here at all? It seems quite clear. Moshe went into the cloud. What needs to be explained about that? Then to understand about what is telling us that Hashem created a path. Why does Rashi have to say this? The Gemara does say it. The Gemara says it because it's trying to resolve a contradiction between this passage which says that Moshe went into the cloud and later in Parsha B'Kudah it says that Moshe could not go into the uh, oil mayad because the cloud had descended upon oil mayad so over there it seems that you can't he couldn't get into the cloud here it seems that he was able to get into the cloud so the Gemara answers it that Hashem just that uh, makes a Gzayr it says betoich he went into so just like by the uh, Kriyas Yamsov it says that the Yidin went into the sea but they didn't really go into the water Hashem created a path there was a path in the water so also here Hashem created a path in the cloud for Moshe Rabbeinu to be able to go through that resolves that contradiction but over here Rashi can't be addressing that contradiction because we don't know, even know about that Pasuk which comes at the end of the Chumash at the Parsha B'Kudai so what is it that Rashi is trying to address we have to say that there's something in this Pasuk which leads to the question how did Moshe Rabbeinu get through this how did he get through it so we have to understand what does it mean how did he get through it we know already from Rashi Rashi told us that by Matan Torah it says Moshe approached the Arafel Arafel means the thick cloud so Rashi tells us there that Moshe went through three levels of, of uh, you know there were three things that he had to penetrate the darkness, the cloud and the thick cloud and Rashi doesn't over there explain how did he get through the, the cloud how did he get through Hashem must have made a, a path for him no nothing like that at all who doesn't understand that he can walk through a cloud so why, Rashi here, why does Rashi here need to explain that, it was ma- that a path was made so to explain the cr- question that Rashi is dealing with here is the Pasuk already said earlier there's four psukim that we that I quoted before. So the first pasuk says the cloud covered the mountain. If the pasuk already told us that the cloud covered the mountain, so we know that if Moshe went up onto the mountain, he must have walked through the cloud. So why does the pasuk find it necessary to say that Moshe went into the mountain, into the cloud? 
Therefore, Rashi says, the cloud that we're talking about over here is not exactly the same cloud as the beginning of, the, of this uh, narrative. At the beginning it says he went up on to, that the, the cloud covered the mountain, but the, the cloud that Moshe Rabbeinu went into is not the same cloud that was covering the mountain. It's a different cloud. We don't know what it is yet, but it's a different cloud. And Rashi explains what is this, what's different about this cloud and that cloud. That cl- those clouds that were talked about before, they are literally clouds, and that's why there was no need for Rashi to explain how Moshe Rabbeinu penetrated it. This cloud is talking about smoke. It's a different type of a cloud. How does Rashi know that it was smoke? He knows it from these psukim themselves. Pasuk number 3 that I quoted says, and the, the vision of the glory of Hashem was like a fire that was consuming, a fire consuming things at the top of the mountain before the Jewish people. Why is this Pasuk inserted over here? It would seem that the place would, for that Pasuk would be the glory of Hashem dwelled on the mountain and covered the, the cloud covered the mountain for six days and there it should have said and the vision of the cloud the glory of Hashem was like a fire why does he interrupt and say and he called to Moshe on the seventh day from the cloud and then he interjects instead of saying going right on to say that Moshe responded to the invitation he came up to the mountain went into the cloud and went up onto the mountain he doesn't, he doesn't say that. He interrupts by saying the vision of the glory of Hashem was like a fire consuming. Why does it belong here? Why does he interrupt the narrative? So therefore Rashi says, from this I understand that this Pasuk, which describes that it was like a fire consuming, is in order to explain what this cloud that Moshe was going to walk through, what kind of a cloud was it? It's the cloud which comes from the fire which is consuming. There's a fire burning, and stuff is being consumed, so it's creating smoke. Now you understand what this new cloud that the Torah suddenly decides to tell us about is. And that explains also why the Pasuk says, the view of the glory of Hashem was like a fire. That's, it should have ended there. It looks like a fire. What does it mean it looks like a fire that's consuming? That just tells you what the fire is doing. That's not what it looks like. The answer is that the, that's the main word over here. It's not a fire which, you know, when, you, when do you get smoke from a fire? When it's burning something up. If there's just a, a fire burning but there's very little that is being consumed, then it doesn't produce a lot of smoke. That's why the Torah says it was a fire that was consuming. And that's why there was smoke, and that's why this Anun is really the referring to smoke. And that's how Rashi knows that it's really smoke. And it's interesting, normally fire that comes from above, in which Hashem invests Himself, normally doesn't consume stuff. We know by the Sne, in which Hashem also appeared as a fire, as a burning fire, but the Pasuk points out that the Sne was not being consumed. In other words, when Hashem appears as a fire, it normally doesn't consume the stuff. Here it describes it as consuming, because here the point is to tell us why the smoke was there, so it tells us that point, that it was consuming, therefore smoke was created, and that's what Moshe walked into, that that smoke. Now we understand why Rashi finds it necessary to tell us that Hashem created a path for Moshe to be able to pass through. If this was an ordinary cloud, there would be no need for it. Everybody knows you can walk through a cloud. 
But when we're talking about smoke, and we're talking about Moshe Rabbeinu going up onto the mountain to receive the Torah from Hashem, to receive the Luchas from Hashem, does it make any sense to say that Moshe is going to walk through a cloud, a, a smoking uh, smoke, which leaves soot and you get all smoky and you get all dirty from the, from the, from the soot and the smoke? That's how he's going to appear to Hashem before Hashem to receive the Torah? Therefore Rashi says, no, of course not. Hashem created a path through the smoke so that he shouldn't become affected, he shouldn't get dirty, sullied by the smoke. That's why he points out that there was a path for him. But the question still remains, what does Rashi mean when he says, this cloud is like smoke? What do you mean like smoke? According to the way we described it, it was smoke. So why do you say it's like smoke? Also, why does the Torah describe it as a cloud if it's really smoke? Why doesn't it say he went into the smoke? So the explanation of that is, where was this fire burning? It says in the Pasuk, at the top of the mountain. That's where it was burning. At the top of a mountain, in the middle of a desert, there is no vegetation. It's stone, it's uh, soil, that's what's up there. On the bottom of the mountain, the Taka says, even that there were trees and vegetation. But at the top of the mountain, where it's describing it now, there was no vegetation. So what is being burned? What's, what's, what's going on up there? The fire was hanging on to stone and soil. It's not consuming anything. Nothing gets burnt in the stone and soil. So what kind of a smoke is produced from that? Very little smoke. Hardly any smoke comes from that. That's why Rashi says that it was only kemin ashan, because it wasn't really a thick smoke that was happening. It was only a sort of a smoke that was coming out. That's why, because it wasn't really smoke in the conventional sense of the word, that's why the Pasuk also doesn't describe it as smoke, but rather as a cloud. To understand the Yenishal Torah, what is the, un- the underlying message of Rashi, according to the view of Chassidus, what is the message here? What is the idea of smoke in the spiritual sense? When something is, uh, smoke happens when something gets burned. When you have material which is being consumed, which is being broken down, it creates smoke. If you burn, if you burn something very, uh, that's something that's not thick and dense, like a piece of paper, it doesn't create too much smoke. When you burn a thick piece of wood, it'll create a lot of smoke. The thicker, the coarser the material, the more smoke that will be produced. What does that mean spiritually? Smoke comes from when Hashem appears, the fire of Hashem appears to a person, and it causes a bittle, it causes a breakdown of the ego of the person, of the metzius of the person, of the yeshus of the person they all mean ego in a, different, in a different way so that causes spiritual smoke, there's a breakdown of a coarse dense material of the person's ego which is now being in, uh, this battle to Hashem so it creates smoke it takes a lot of breaking down in order to cook, bring about this bittle when a person is a more refined person, already there has been some bittle that he has practiced before, so then it's not as intense, and it doesn't create as much smoke. By Matan Torah it says, Vahar Kuloi Oshan, the entire mountain was enveloped in smoke. 
Why over there is an entire mountain enveloped in smoke? And over here it describes it as only kemin ashan, like smoke. It wasn't even really smoke. The Torah calls it a, a, a cloud. The reason is because at the beginning of Matan Torah, when the world was not yet refined, Hashem appeared to the world and consumed everything and everything became bottled to Hashem it took a lot of breaking down of a lot of ego the whole world's ego had to be broken down so it created all this smoke when it, after Matan Torah which is what these Sukkim are describing whether on the seventh day uh, after Matan Torah where they had already gone through the world had already gone through a, a great level of refinement because of Matan Torah so now the bittle that it was experiencing was not in the same intensity that it didn't create the same breakdown of ego and therefore didn't create as much smoke the lesson to us in Aravada there are people that could think why should I get involved in the lowest elements of the world daimim I'd rather deal with the upper elements or at least if I have to go down a level the world of the animals the world of vegetation but literally deal with something which is so inanimate that doesn't have any chayas at all that uh, any perceptible chayas why do I have to deal with that so the answer is that the by Matan Torah that's what happened it had to be the fire was burning on the top of the mountain where there is only daimon and that was required and Hashem wants that and needs that because we need to uh, elevate the uh, lower elements of the world too so the question the person could pose is but if I deal with these lowest elements it's going to sully me I will become dirtied by it when you wrestle with somebody that's dirty you become dirty what, what's to protect me? so the answer is that the Rashi says that Hashem created a, a path for Moshe on the one level that means that every Yid has a, a Moshe in their own soul deep in their own soul, in their own soul there is a part of you which is completely connected to Hashem always in other words there's a path, a direct path that breaks through any smoke and soot and anything that the world has to offer and you're connected to Hashem directly and you don't that part of you doesn't get solid and even more so even the regular functioning part of a person it might seem as if it's smoke it might seem as if the world is a place of concealment but in truth if you know the Pnimi is what it truly represents, it's only there in order to produce more Kedusha. It's true, Metzias is not even smoke, and it's not even, what um, could say, it's smoke and mirrors. It's just there as for the appearance's sake, that it's in order for us to be able to have free choice. So it seems as if it's a concealment of Hashem. But in truth, it's not even a concealment. And it's necessary, just like Moshe Rabbeinu had to penetrate the smoke in order to be able to go and receive the Torah to bring it down to this world so also and, and when he did that he was on the, on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights in order to receive the entire Torah but in order to do that you have to go through the smoke so also because Hashem wants a we have to be ready to engage the smoke and we will be protected but we must engage the smoke in order to bring a